astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, so we have a fun topic today for you guys. You know, there's so many aspects to astrology. And even though I think that we try to put it in pretty simplistic terms, it really is a new language. It sounds like a lot of jargon, I think, to just the average listener. Oh, totally. Or the average ear, I should say. Totally get that. (laughs) Yeah. And so today we thought we would talk about breaking astrology down into ages of our life that would apply to everyone and what planet rules that year. And this can give some insight and I'll just give a simple example as to like, why is it that at 21 years old, all collectively, if you will, at least in the United States, you know, we can all start drinking, right? That there's kind of milestones that are associated with certain ages. And because we're all under the same rulership of a specific planet. And so we're going to go through some key ages today and talk about different planets. And this is just a great way to start conversations with other people. It's an easy way to look at astrology. It's a great way to, you know, if you have at a restaurant or need to get strike up some conversation, we're not going to cover all the ages. I mean, there's, there's, there's about nine of them, but we're just going to focus in on um, age 25, age 28, Mm -hmm. uh, 32 and 36. So if you're in that range, oh, this is going to be interesting. And if you're past that range, no, you'll gain a lot of insight about what you did go through right? around that age and the significance of it. And These if you're are- raising children, if you're way past that age and you're raising children that are in this age range, it might even give you a better understanding of what they're going through. And you can look at, okay, what was I going through at that age? Might not be the exact same story, but it should have a similar tone to it. Yeah, I'd like to clarify that you don't need to know really anything about astrology to do this. Right. You know, all we're looking, we're we're focusing on what happened in your life uh, from your 24th to your 25th birthday. Right. Right. Uh, And we're going to describe it, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's going to, and we have some great examples as well of it. And uh, so anyhow, it's, it's just, it really confirms that there's a, there's a bigger pattern I'm not that I totally grasp the bigger pattern, the bigger picture, but I, some days I feel like I got a really good handle on it. Don't you, Yep. you know, yeah, when you're able to say, Hey, this year, did something like this happen? And they go, yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty powerful when you, you just kind of working behind the scenes, you know, getting people, I don't want to say converted because that sounds a little extreme, but to waken other people up that, wow, astrology is pretty potent. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into our topic, I actually wanted to just bring up something kind of fun. Um, The other day I was getting my nails done and there was a TV in the salon and they kept showing previews of this new Elvis movie. And then they were interviewing the actor behind the Elvis movie. And I I don't know, it just, it, 
it caught my attention and I thought, oh, I haven't really seen Elvis in the news like this as of recently. Of course, we're based in Las Vegas. So, you know, Elvis is kind of always an underlying theme with the Vegas uh, weddings and impersonators and whatnot. But, you know, I thought this would be a great opportunity to pull Elvis's chart up because we've mentioned this before in podcasts that the chart still lives on even after someone has passed on. And so we did pull up Elvis's chart just quickly before uh, recording today. And he has um, a few big aspects going on with Neptune. He has solar arc Neptune conjuncting his ascendant and he has transiting Neptune opposing his midheaven and the Neptune quite literally rules the camera um, movies film. film. And so the fact that he's, you know, that there's a movie launching under this energy, (laughs) perfect time for it. But think one of the other things that was really interesting for Las Vegas in particular is that they're going to start regulating now impersonators and especially people that are getting married by Elvises, I guess. <laughs> it happens. Uh, it happens every day here, multiple times a day. Yeah. They, they getting said, married with by Elvis. <laughs> yeah. I think they said it was like a $2 billion industry. And so that uh, mm. they're going to start regulating it more than they have in the past. So basically it's a licensing thing that you can't no longer maybe dress up as Elvis and go entertain a crowd or a convention or something. Maybe there's going to have to be a price to pay to be an Elvis impersonator, which, I mean, this is, you know, this is upsetting on some level to many people disrupting their income, Sure, but it's very interesting because that Neptune energy, you said solar arc Neptune was on his ascendant now. Yep. The ascendant is the handshake, the image, and they're, they're kind of breathing new life into the mythology. Neptune is mythology, bigger than life, intangible. What did he have? How did he do that? And of course, obviously music. Neptune is indicates someone who has some interest, sensitivity, get this. I don't know if you, you're aware of this one or not. Neptune rules the ears and your sense of hearing. Mm. So that, of course, musicians have a fine sense of, oh, what, something's not quite right, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, that was just very. Uh, well, and uh, Neptune, cool- yeah, Neptune suggests that there's some dissolving of something, you know? So, I mean, just mm. even though they're trying to put more, regulations around it there is a dissolving of his image where there might not be elvises (laughs) i don't know on a given night in vegas how many elvises are performing in some capacity (laughs) whether it's through marriages or you know entertainers on the strip here in las vegas yeah you wonder you mean curious oh my god (laughs) i would guess that there's probably two or three major you know events with an elvis I would, I would even think maybe more. So then we have that Neptune, that dissolving that's happening on a weekend. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have a lot of great impersonators. I might say here that show up at parties and, you know, stay for X amount of time, then go off and go on to another party. So you're absolutely right. Probably two or three is pretty conservative. Right. And the other thing about his chart is he does have a small stellium in Capricorn uh, with Venus kind of at the end of that at 29 degrees of Capricorn. And you've been hearing us talk about Pluto finishing its time in Capricorn. So, you know, the idea of presenting himself in a new way, if you will, maybe coming out with the true story, maybe a more realistic story. 
uh, mm-hmm. Pluto uncovers. So mm-hmm. I would be curious even what we learn from this documentary that maybe hadn't been revealed yet. Right. Well, we have a movie to go see. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. Um, so, okay. So with that, let's start talking about these turning point years. Um, I think, yeah, we're, it's definitely helps to have a good memory when it comes to these, but let's kick it off with the age of 25. Of course we will back that up to 24. So 24, 25, um, for everyone, everyone listening. So again, you can reflect on yourself or you can look at a child or a friend that's going through this energy. And these years are ruled by Venus. Mm, That sounds good. That sounds promising, doesn't it? Yeah. For any 24 year olds out there. Yeah. (laughs) So Venus, of course, rules things like beauty, love, and even uh, resources or money. So there should be a focus on important relationship developments around that age of 25. Um, If the Venus is well positioned in your chart, it would be a great one for meeting a new partner. Right. Falling in love, Mm -hmm. but also the flip side, right. Learning about self-love. Yeah. You know, learning where you've loved too much, given away too much. Right. So there can be some big lessons about self-respect. Yeah. You know, that maybe, okay, I, I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, there were signs I kept on going. Right. Right. But there is some status with this energy and there should be some sense. Now you have to water it down to where the, the mind of a 24 year old is. Uh, I can certainly look at my example. What happened to me during those years is that, you know, my Venus is in Sagittarius. And this is where if you know a little astrology, then it really is going to be insightful because Sagittarius rules travel. Oh, mm-hmm. I, you know, we pulled ourselves up from Des Moines and moved to Colorado. Now, this is in the day, right? This is <laughs> 70s. And going to Colorado, if you live in Iowa and you say you're going to Colorado, it was Denver, particularly. This was the years of Rocky Mountain High, John Denver. You know, this was cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So here I'm uprooted going to Denver. So it played out my Venus in Sagittarius, hit the road, Jack, type of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and a crazy story, again, um, I could do a sidebar on this, but I, we won't go down that path, I guess, today. But it was a chaotic time there. But I landed, in the end, a fabulous, we lived in the most beautiful place, uh, lots of status. Mm-hmm. You now, it was poor pain, but it looked good. It really looked good. Um, and within 10 months, I got a better job offer back in Des Moines, where I'd come from. Oh, Interesting. So packed everything back up again and went back to where I was. But again, I had, I was put in charge of a project that had some status and my living conditions or neighborhood was above average. And it was very, very nice. That was my Venus. Hmm. I learned a lot about relationships. Won't go down into that rabbit hole either, but I learned a lot about relationships and maybe what was really going on Yeah, in the yeah. partnership that I didn't even recognize. Yep. I agree. I can relate to that. Um, for me, that would have been my 2009, 2010. So I, um, was hired at the M resort here in Las Vegas. And so that was a big deal because one, we had just had come out of the 2008 kind of recession. I had lost my, my job and I was working at a smaller location at that point. So the M was 
oh, that was status. Like it was a brand new hotel opening up. It gave, I think the city, a lot of hope, even though it was really off strip, it was definitely a, a unique position, but brand new. So you, you know, it was the beautiful chandeliers, the new carpet, it was big budgets to buy the best of the best. Um, even the interview process was something rather unique where even the security officers were interviewing you as they gave you directions on where to park. So very exclusive, <laughs> like, you know, you really felt like when you got hired there, like you passed so many different tests to get into this mm. group that you were allowed in. Uh, so I did, I had already been obviously in the beauty industry, but it was at the time, the newest of the new, the best of the best. Um, and then of course, I think just whenever confidence like that comes out in the workplace, sometimes that can challenge, uh, relationships, mm -hmm. I was married at the time. And, you know, that did create, I'll, I'll just say some definitely in hindsight, some, some lessons around the relationship. Right. I would like to also point out that your Venus natally is in Aries. Mm -hmm. Well, a new property, new beginnings. I mean, there was a lot of buzz about that property. It was a big deal. Right. And it was a lot because of what was going on in the economy and everything. There was status there. Yeah. Um, and there's Venus and Aries. And it even was on a little bit for the off the strip outskirts. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, now the town has grown up around it. But at that time, you know, it was out there sitting Absolutely. by itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can see we got that Venus and Aries yeah. came, came through even on that. Right. So, so again, yeah. look, I, I encourage everyone to think about that. What happened in those years, age 24 to 25, yeah, it could have been 25 and a half. Maybe you took a little more time to get it all, but there's, you learned a lot about relationships. Now that doesn't mean Venus generally isn't one of saying, well, I got out of that. No, oftentimes it's like, you're just observing, you're learning a lot about yourself and self-respect and learning about relationships and getting some strokes somewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, because the Queen's Jubilee uh, just uh, occurred here this past week, I thought I need to look at Queen Elizabeth's chart just to pay some homage to her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it very interesting, uh, 24 to 25, you know, her father was in poor health and she started, right, to going to many, many elite, very elite events in place of her father, kind of to cover for her father's failing health. Um, uh, so there she is being kind of uh, introduced to society yeah. under her Venus energy. Yep. That, that elite groups mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. viewed as higher status would be other yeah. great words for that Venus. Yeah. Yeah. So think back to those years, 24, 25. How did you live out that Venus energy? And, and, and I wouldn't, it's, even though it happened at 24, 25, there's truth in that story. Yeah. Turn to a good friend and tell them your story of 24 to 25 and listen to the truth that is in that story. Because you, there may be something you haven't even totally grasped about what happened to you at that point. That could be very insightful. Yeah. Because hindsight, really, they say hindsight's mm -hmm. 2020, you know, right. it is being able to go back and, and realize that even though it might've been a hard time. I mean, cause again, if in the time, if you would right. have said, oh, this is a Venus year, this is like a great year. I would have been thinking, 
I just got laid off. Right. You know, this hotel, I mean, I was working hard. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't just hanging back in the spa. I mean, it was 12 hour days working with this team. So, but looking back on it, absolutely. It was an amazing experience that, uh, you know, taught me a lot of lessons and definitely was able to, if I I could add something in there, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off there, but this was a big deal that you'd landed this new property. Yeah. Because nobody was hiring. Nobody, nobody, people, the hotels were laying off. This was like a terrible, like how in the world, is Kate going to find another job in this market? And you landed it. And I mean, I'm going to say it was like within six weeks of being laid off, you it was. made the connection. And we were like, oh my gosh, you landed a great position on top of, you know, so that's was your Venus. Yeah. Cause I got laid off uh, the Monday before Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. And then they sent me to, um, where did they send me? What state was I working in? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. Was it Michigan or to, yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. They Wisconsin, sent me up to Wisconsin yeah. oh, for the winter. Yeah. That was I terrible. filled in for a spa director there. And mm-hmm. so then I got back Christmas mm-hmm. and then by my birthday, February 5th, I was, I had my new job at the M. So yeah, yeah about six weeks. Yeah. It was, that was, that's Venus. That's the lucky part of it. That's the stability. Right. So let's switch gears and now let's think about the age of 28. So we'll do the same thing. We'll back it up 27, 28. And this goes for everyone. Uh, those that year is ruled by Mars. So mm-hmm. very different sounding than Venus. Mars is about action. It can be a little bit harsher. So when we um, go under a Mars energy, we might say we're being forced into self-management or undertaking something rather large. Right. It may not be voluntary. It could be voluntary. Oh, I'm going to go backpack Europe. Sure. You know, or I'm going to, you know, go out and, and start construction and start learning the construction industry. But for many of us, we're pushed into it. Mm-hmm. There's no one else there. It's just, can you, can you handle this? You have to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mars does suggest the idea of an adventure or taking some sort of risk. Mars is not soft, like the Venus energy that we just talked about. So Mm -hmm. the idea of taking on something difficult or feeling like, oh, I have to undergo this process. Right. And, and we, we want to talk gently about this energy because I'm sure some of our listeners are going to go back to that age 27 28 and they may recount some stories that are highly stressful right uh you know even accidents that could have happened you know so we're saying this not everyone's going to have tragedy happen but you know there is an interesting and we spoke about this oh my gosh a couple years ago right about people that are somewhat famous die at 28 at yeah. 27 to 28. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it's called club 27 or club 28, but it does have a moniker of that. Yeah. Is it the 27 club? Yeah, I think it is, but anyhow, uh, and there, there, so those are extreme stories. Yeah. It's also when secondary moon conjuncts natal moon for the first time. Right. So there are a couple different aspects that are happening at that age. Um, again, we, there, we have an episode, I think on that one already, and you're getting close to your Saturn return. So these are very active years, but 
28 ruled by Mars. So just like we did with the Venus, we, you can, if you understand your natal Mars in your chart, if you have a poorly positioned Mars, that's maybe where we would lean more on the side of accidents or very rash actions or more daredevil behaviors. And if you have a strong Mars, this would be great for new beginnings or uh, new achievements or taking on some very important initiatives. Right. So can we go back to the queen? We have sure. to We're still celebrating yeah. her, right? Yeah. Uh, she became queen in 1952. Easy for you to remember because I was born in 1952. So queen okay. became queen in 52, two months before her 27th birthday. Mm. Um, and actually, I don't think she got uh, coronated until the following year. So to, it would have fallen right exactly in this window. Um, and so she became queen. And then by her 28th birthday, she took off immediately on a six month world tour. And of course, it was it was in the 50s. There was a ship called the Britannia. I'm not sure. Maybe I assume it's retired at this point, but it was very luxurious. It was considered a yacht. And she, uh, you know, visited the Commonwealth countries. And in fact, there was, if you if you listen to any of those um, specials they had on the royal family, uh, you know, like two years ago during COVID, they were on, and that you saw images of that ship and everything. Anyhow, it was a big thing. It was a huge adventure to what shall I say, native cultures, cultures that were clearly, even though the Brits were ruling them. Uh, they didn't relate. I mean, they had a whole different cultural style. So here she was trying to kind of walk in and extend her hand to her people. And uh, it was a lot of exotic uh, places she was going. Mm. So anyhow, it was Mars. Yeah. Traveling to foreign countries, different customs, different values. She's going in as their leader now, the queen. She had to be scared. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I and mean, she undertook something very large. Yeah. And uh, we both had a similar story um, at that 27 and a half. Yes. Um, um, I know you sought out divorce. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and all I'll say about this is just because Mars, if you had asked, if you had told me two months before I said, I want a divorce. I would say I'm not even, no, I'm not even on the radar. I'm not even thinking about this. It came across me so fast yeah. in a, in one day I knew I needed to get a divorce. Yes, so yeah. 27 and a half. So I just, and that was unlike anyone who knew me was riveted. They were shocked. They can't believe it uh, because for the most part, I'm pretty docile and quiet. Mm -hmm. And I just, and I wasn't yelling or screaming. I just knew this is what I need to do. Yeah. And that's what I went and did. So that was my Mars, very stoic and very, you know, unsubterfuge almost, you know, moving behind the scenes. But again, if I could share, my Mars sits in the 12th house. So nobody saw it coming. Nobody, including myself. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also went through a divorce that year. I don't, I mean, I knew I wanted a divorce for a long time. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, just because of the circumstances and, but it was something that happened within one day. And I said, okay, that was it. Now, now it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, and my Mars is an Aries. So that would suggest yeah. the idea of starting something new in the first house, you know, and I, I mean, I just, 
I went off very independently from my divorce. I left the house behind. I mean, I left everything behind, even though everything was in my name. I just took a suitcase and said, I'm hitting the road. I'm out of here. You left your wardrobe behind for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. I left everything behind. So yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. We were very proud of you at that moment. We were very, we knew that what it took to, to make those decisions and it was a Mars energy. Yeah. So we're not saying at 27, 28, you have to get a divorce. No. For some people, they may be launching into a marriage, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, kind of a spur of the moment. Oh, okay. We're going to get married. You know what I mean? Or maybe, oh, maybe a pregnancy. I'm pregnant. So we were starting a family. Mars just means you're stepping into a new world and right. it takes some courage, takes some yes. courage. Or you may not even know, where is this going to go? Am I going to regret this? You really, but there's some pull, almost an inner pull saying it, it's time to do it, time to take action. So this is really helpful. You mentioned early on about parents, man, parents, if you've got a 27, 28 year old at this point, be prepared for what their big chapter is next is going to be. Yeah. Or what they're finally um, especially if they've been talking about something for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. Mars is the action piece. Mm-hmm. So Mars, you might see everything they've been talking about, go into action. Not, I mean, the stories that we, me and you shared don't really resemble that, but again, depending right. on where their Mars is in their chart, depending on what well, sign it's in, that okay, they might well, finally have the courage to act on. Yeah. Well, you know what, we should talk about Ruth Ginsburg, mm-hmm. uh, as well. You know, she graduated top of the class she tied with one other individual for the top number one in the class and law school obviously columbia law school she could not find a job in new york Mm. nobody would hire her so she ended up doing some clerking for the u.s district court which in hindsight was a step down that was not something that was perceived to come out of columbia and to go into that because She's not going to make mega bucks, right? right? She's working for the government. Right. But anyhow, that letter to academia, and we know where she went with that. Yeah. So my point is here that, you know, there was disappointment for Ruth. Mm-hmm. Go through all that education and then not to have even anyone interview her. Right. Right. When all of her peers were being snapped up yeah. by New York firms. So there was, I mean, it forced her, it did force her to go a different way, but it, and she's, and of course, in hindsight, again, yes, she's saying, thank goodness that happened. Exactly. And that's at the time, you know, this interpretation might not sound like it applies because she would have been thinking, no, I, I wanted to get this position or no, I right. wanted to go bigger. And the, the idea that she had to step down, but hindsight that's, mm-hmm. she could probably say, oh my gosh, it did. It tested my willpower. I did start over. I started something new. I think these are such key, key years in a person's life that it verifies things that you might be thinking, oh, I effed up. I messed up on that. I goofed off there. No, no, um, probably is the way it was supposed to happen. Yep. Yep. Next, let's talk about the age of 32. So we're going to talk again, back it up one year, 31, 32, Mm -hmm. um, is ruled by Mercury. Mm -hmm. So Mercury, um, there can be some adapting that's required with Mercury. Um, it can put a big focus on your language, on the way that you organize the way that you plan. 
um, great for going back to any sort of school, learning something new, taking a course, getting licensed, getting certified. Yeah. And oftentimes there can be a little um, quick adjust. And when I, I say you're adaptable, but there's a very quick a flipping of the script almost. Um, and again, I could go back to my story. It would put me into the early 80s, 83, 84. And I had multiple sources of income. Not one source was anything to write home about. Yeah. But I mean, I was doing resume writing. I was doing some part-time managing. I was on call for a couple of companies if they needed temp work, seasonal work, things of that nature. I was doing astrology. I was doing tarot readings. Um, <laughs> there was another one as well. Oh yeah. I had a travel thing. I did had some jobs <laughs> late at night even. So anyway, it was, I pieced it together. It was mercury. I, I had abundant opportunities to make money, none of which individually could have sustained us well. Right. And then I got pregnant. And that was an interesting story because up to that point, Bill and I had not discussed and we kind of thought we weren't going to have kids. And then I said, you know what? I do want, I do want children. And Thanks, kind of out of the blue. <laughs> so a mercury, you change it mentally, you flip the script. Yeah. I'm trying to think about those years just because I feel like I went through so many things back to back. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I was well working at the M still, and, um, I was running my Airbnb business as well. So I also had multiple incomes and then I even had like a small coaching business that I was doing on the side mm -hmm. where I really got into like writing about like my experiences through my divorce and different mm -hmm. things yes, where I was kind of yes. putting pen to paper and sharing and you those your website under this energy, right? I did. Yeah. I did, which Mercury is language, it's communication, it's, it's sharing. Um, anything else you can think about from my. Well, I was wondering about your trips. When did you start all yeah. that traveling? Because this is Mercury is oftentimes about, you know, trains, boats and planes. That's true. <laughs> right. That's true. I was doing a lot of traveling. I think uh, 2015 to 2017. I went to 37 different countries during those years. Oh so I, I didn't realize it was that many. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. okay. Yep. So there, yeah, there was a lot of, and you know, Mercury can also be like a trickster energy though. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I know what was going on in my specific chart that also led to all that traveling, obviously mm -hmm. just because you're 32 doesn't mean you're going to do all this traveling, but, <laughs> right. um, because Mercury is a trickster there, I do think that what you're going through, you can either show yourself in one light, or people might have some confusion about who you are, or what you are, because I remember during those years, a lot of the feedback that I was getting from other people was like, must be nice. Or oh, yeah. like, do you even have a job or do you yes. still live in Las Vegas? Just because like when I would post on social media, which besides my work, social media, I don't feel like I'm a huge share on social media. <laughs> Right. Um, like I'll maybe post like four things a year from a personal standpoint, mm -hmm. but like that was the perception from the outside is people were like, Oh, it seems like you don't even work. You're always traveling. And I was working very hard, you, you know, like working full-time, um, again, juggling. you were, ju you were juggling I was a juggling. lot. Yeah. And running Airbnb. I mean, I was hosting sometimes four strangers in my house every single night, you know, for 30 days straight. So, and, and you know, and just for reference, this is when nobody else was doing it. Yeah. When I started, nobody else was doing this. You yeah. were having, and you even did what, what'd you call it before that couch, couch surfing. surfing, couch surfing. This is free people looking for a free place <laughs> yeah. to sleep. And she did that 
Yeah. When I started Airbnb, there was only seven other listings in Las Vegas. Oh my and, God. That's yeah. That. That's yeah. a great stack. Cause it now is. what do you think the number is? I mean, it's, oh, it's hundreds be. of thousands probably. I, yeah, I would think like 10,000, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe not hundreds. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could probably look it up, but <laughs> yeah, it's she a was lot. the first seven, the first seven and you were booked continually. Right. Right. And not everyone can do that. You know, and you loved meeting the new people. They were coming from, from around the world. They were coming right into your living room. And that's Mercury. Mercury is the messenger. And I thought it was so cool because I'm like, I don't have to travel to Germany. Like I have someone from Germany in my house speaking mm -hmm. German and yeah. telling me the ways of, you know, their people or their culture yeah. and that, you know, again, and even just Mercury, like being like the travel bags, mm -hmm. you know, there were hundreds of travel bags in my house mm -hmm. during those years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. Well, I want to add in uh, just someone else famous. Uh, Barack Obama started teaching uh, at age 31. He uh, started teaching the University of Chicago Law School. He started teaching constitutional law. Mm. So that's the first yeah. time he entered into a classroom to be as the teacher. So uh, becoming a teacher or a student, that's a really, generally people are on a learning curve and generally to learn something that they can, um, how should I say this, uh, applicable learning. I can take this information, I can go out and I can apply it. Right. More so than just theory. Right. Okay. I can apply this. How do I apply it? Yeah. I was taking like life coaching classes at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. So here we are. We could, you could sit there again, take a break here and say, you could do this with yourself. You could sit down and do this with somebody else. These years do not change. They yeah. Vary. Grab a girlfriend or grab your yeah. partner and have oh these conversations. And very interesting to dig out a little bit. What's, what's, what's my, one of my building blocks years. And I would call that, this is one of four. These are the four, four of them. There's more. We'll talk about them in other sessions, but here's four of the years that were, you know, created your foundation, created yeah. your life. And I think it's nice to do this exercise with someone else. I mean, just even the way that me and you are doing it right now over oh, the podcast, yeah. because other people sometimes can see our lives more clearly than we can. <laughs> Yes, and yeah. you know, that is one thing that I do enjoy about group readings is, you know, I might be doing a reading for someone and they might have a really stoic look on their face, but their friend is like pointing at them like, oh, that is so you, oh my gosh, I can see it, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's, it's the hardest to look in at ourselves. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last age range that we will talk about today is the age 36. So we'll back it up 35, 36. And mm -hmm. this is ruled by Saturn mm -hmm. or Saturn can be definitely a little bit more mature. Uh, Saturn definitely provides us important lessons, especially around endurance or overcoming or taking on extra responsibilities. You know, Saturn, I do say it's like the old man, the grandfather figure, the father figure showing up saying, are you happy? Are you going to tolerate this? You know, they, he redirects us. So, um, this, and I like your word. You oftentimes use with Saturn adulting, adulting, this is a very adulting. And it seems late in life. It does. I have to come and go, Oh my God, I'm an adult. Yeah. But I can certainly relate, you know, um, I had my brother passed away. Uh, at age 40, he was 40. So that was like really young yeah. to pass away. That was very maturing. Sure. Life is short, you know, serious, somber. At the same time, uh, Tyler, I, Tyler was born within a, a pretty much a six weeks of, of my brother's passing. And, uh, and we always joked about this. And we always said, you know, 
we had Kate. Kate did not slow us down. This is my husband and I talking. Mm-hmm. Tell our friends, Kate did not slow us down. You know, we still went out to dinner, whatever we were going to do. We took you to the radio station when we were doing astrology, uh, uh, you know, uh, shows on the air. And there you were sitting there sleeping on the, you know, in the rocker. Mm-hmm. But when Tyler came, he said, <laughs> put the brakes on all of a sudden we we found it difficult to go about this pace of going out for dinner going here going there and it was not because tyler was difficult at all it just was i always say it's the second child Mm -hmm. just more complicated more needs and all of a sudden we started just adulting okay we're staying at home and eating right Right. we're not going to go out you know our our whole world did shift yeah. Uh, and big, the other big story was that I actually, because I was in a position to, I kind of was self-managing. I had a job, but again, I had a lot of leeway and I realized I had to change my work schedule to accommodate because of daycare needs and things like that. So I, I made a huge uh, change in my schedule, which many crazy other people outside of the company I was with had problems with it sounds crazy to say right um, but there was a big pushback from some people that i that i could do it and that i did do it it worked out well i was able then to do what i need to do yeah to uh take care of you and tyler so that was but that was a breakthrough when i, I finally went like okay you know i need i'm an adult i've got two children <laughs> you, you got your priority set really reset really fast yeah. Something that we didn't mention either is like Saturn rules, the structural aspects of our life. So mm-hmm. if I just continue with that Airbnb story, for example, mm-hmm. because, yeah. um, I just finished up my Saturn, uh, year here, uh, with 36 is I shut down Airbnb. Um, you know, for the first time I had a really nice run with it for five years and I thought I'll always do this, right. It was nice money coming in. It was like $3,000 a month. (laughs) Like, why would I shut that down? But it, I started to restructure my life and say, you know, I'm going to take my space back, Mm. Um, you know, especially with the pandemic, of course, Airbnb naturally did fall off. And then I realized, Oh, I really enjoy using my house. I can use the downstairs in my pajamas, which again <laughs> sounds very silly, but you know, so right. someone else, you know, they might be rearranging the house. They might be taking a spare bedroom and turning it into an office. So you might feel more of the structural aspect in the body or in um in the home. And then uh you know, even my relationship went through, I'll say a little bit of a makeover. We restructured some things just so we could go move forward stronger. And, but it did, it did, it tested our relationship in ways that it was like, (laughs) and you can fight for it with Saturn, but it's, these aren't just like one conversation things that you deal with. I don't think when, when you go through these energies, perseverance, that's the key word. If you're age 35, 36, you are being asked to persevere on something yeah. and to recognize what you're trying to accomplish, what your priorities are and what needs to fall by the wayside. Right. So we have a lot of celebrities right now that we can look at. Of course, um, Amber Heard, 36, uh, just lost the lawsuit to Johnny Depp. Um, oh, what a, now talk yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. What a, you know, I, I, we know we hadn't used this word yet. But Saturn can sometimes, under these Saturn years, age 35 to 36, where there can be some karmic debt mm-hmm. to pay off. And I'm really, well, it's, 
I can't prove it, but hmm, you know, yeah, that's a big deal that she lost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still struggling with that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like who, who is the perfect victim, you know, <laughs> unless they're, they're dead, <laughs> you know, like you're not yeah. going to, you're always going to be able to find fault with the victim. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, I, again, I didn't watch enough of it to know all the things, but I think I expressed my concern about that before is yes. Right. right. But, but again, big Saturn year for her. Obviously she's under that age. We could also talk about Prince Harry at the age of 36. He resigned from his Royal duties. Again, Saturn is the authority figure. Saturn is the rule. Saturn is the structure. Saturn is who we listen to or take orders from. He said, I'm going to walk away from that. Again, he took, he took, I have a wife, I have children. I, I don't know if they had children at the time yet, but you know, I think so. You know, so the idea is I've got responsibilities. I've got, I got to prioritize what's most important to me. It's fabulous. Yep. You know, Um, sticking with that royal theme, his mother, Princess Diana, she died at age 36. Now there's a real, I mean, obviously people die at age 36. We know that. Yeah. But it's a big deal. That's a Saturn thing on some level. Again, some sort of karmic debt. You know, I don't know. Uh, Obviously I'll never know, but um, you know, she was under a lot of pressure from. Yes judgment she was under a lot of judgment right. about which would what be Saturn right yeah um one other royal family uh example would be Megan met Harry at 35 mm-hmm. um she is three years older than Harry but uh and you know I guess when you wouldn't think most relationships oh is that a Saturn energy right <laughs> right you would think when we talk about relationships, we're looking to Venus or something or Jupiter, but in her case, because she was marrying into royalty, of course, there probably was a lot of conversations about, okay, well, what will I have to wear? What will my oh. schedule look like? Remember so she article was, about curtsying. She didn't know how to curtsy and okay. curtsying before to meet the mother. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, their relationship, she, she was introduced to a whole new code of conduct, which would be Saturn. So very interesting how she lived that out. Um, and then the last one would be Barack Obama won Illinois state Senator election uh, at, at 36. So again, more Saturn, what are the responsibility? Let's step what, up. What are the rules? What are the responsibility? Absolutely. I wanted to go back and just add that, you know, the idea of meeting someone older than you who has an established lifestyle, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, having to meet them and then adapt into their life rather than the older person adapting into the younger person's unstructured life, it's probably going to go the other way. So that 35, 36 might be uh, oftentimes where we meet someone much older than us that um, we're willing to adapt to. Right. In this case, even though he was younger, he already had a huge set of rules um, in his life. So (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, it could be about meeting someone that has a very strict family or they're very religious or they're very, you know, dutiful in, in, in their ways. So yeah. Um, that wraps up today's conversation about, I think I liked that word that you used. I might use that as the title for the podcast, but like the building block years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just because these are real stories that you went through that we've all been through, right. That build on to our story. 
Mm-hmm. So we hope that you um, enjoyed. I feel like we got a little personal. We shared some things ourselves yeah. and hopefully you found these years insightful um, for you and yours. And we really look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Okay. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast to keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at the or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.